Hey everyone, I'm L. Jones, host of an Average Fan Podcast and the In and Out Hoops Podcast. You can find these shows currently streaming right now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Number one rule, continue, and always remember to rate, like, and subscribe to get notifications on when new episodes are out. Now everybody, the moment you've been waiting on. The show. You are now listening to the In and Out podcast hosted by L. Jones. How we doing out there, y'all? How we doing? We back. Another episode. In and Out Hoops podcast. Your host, L. Jones. Oh, boy. Austin Reeves, man. Single-handedly putting the Lakers on his back. John Morant. Got that eight-game suspension. He could come back soon. We don't know exactly when, though, right? But we'll, we'll just stick with Darvin Ham's assessment at some point. Because that's what he said about LeBron. At some point, LeBron will be back. Yeah, sounds kind of iffy. Who y'all feeling for MVP? And if we really had to end the season today, what would it look like? What would the playoff matchups be? Nevertheless, you are welcome. Thank you for listening. Continue to rate, like, subscribe, share the pod. Get it out there. Let's go. NBA action. Yes. Y'all heard me say it right. Austin Reeves. This man. So the Lakers right now have this this ability to draft these players. Right. And your Caruso's right. You're you're Austin. Re- now you're Austin Reeves. And. He put the team on his back, y'all. He put the team on his back. OK, we're talking about a guy who's undrafted going out there, dropping 35 points in a major game. Eighty. Eight percent from the free throw line. He was sixteen to eighteen. Okay, he didn't shoot the ball well from three. He was one of four. Shot sixty-four percent from the field. And what makes it even more impressive, he did it. He did it in thirty minutes of action, earning him a plus-minus of plus twenty-five. Balling. Balling out. Okay. The reason why I said he carried the team and put him on his back was quite obvious. Anthony Davis in 34 minutes of work had 15 points. Normally, like most people, I would light into Anthony Davis, right? AD, you can't be playing like this. AD, you... I have now... and. I know some people might not like this view I'm about to I'm about to state this picture I'm about to paint, right? I am right now gonna put him and group him in the same class as James Harden. Okay. Terrific talent, right? AD is a world talent. But man, you can't count on these guys for nothing when you need them the most. And I know people say, nah, it's not true. James did this. You might look at this as a casual take, but just look at what they have won. Okay. 
Anthony Davis went from being the P.E.R. Prince, right? That's what they had dubbed him, the P.E.R. Prince, to a guy who, let's just be honest, he's been struggling as of late to stay healthy. Now, injuries have always been something he's kind of dealt with even when he was in New Orleans. But now it's magnified when you come to a team like the Lakers, when the aspirations are title, right? You have LeBron James, and no matter his age, right, no matter how pundits and analysts and all these people will discredit him and say he's not this anymore, it's still this belief, right? It's funny how people will say, well, he's not top five in the league. <laughs> but yet and still, you expect for him to be the reason why this Laker team makes it to the to the playoffs, right? Makes it to the play-in, like makes a run in the playoffs. This is the things that we're hearing on the day-to-day, whether it's barbershop talk, whether it's sports radio talk. We hear it all the time. We don't know about the Lakers' chances until we know about LeBron's status. Well, how can a man in year 20 really dictate the success or the failure of a team when you have a talent like Anthony Davis? And this is why I have not been a major participant or partaker in the whole Anthony Davis hype. No disrespect to him. A1 talent. But you can't count on him. If it's the injuries and now it's it's something completely different, right? LeBron's not playing. Anthony Davis, he was going in, right? Everybody was hyped. And this is funny, right? This is the thing that we kind of got to be weary about when we watch these games. Like, we we praise these athletes and raise them up and talk about, oh, my gosh, like, the performance that he put on was just, it was so magnificent. It was so, it was so virtuoso. It was this, it was that. But when we look at these things, where's the consistency, right? So too many times we have to tell ourselves, hey, Anthony Davis should be a walking 30 and 15. Especially like on a night, right? You're playing Orlando at home, at the crib, in, 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 in the Staples, right? And you mean to tell me, no disrespect to Wendell Carter, Apollo, he, he's a rookie. Bowl, bowl, he only played five minutes. So, you mean to tell me Anthony Davis can give you a little bit more? Just a little bit more. He might be, that, that stress fracture might really be bothering him. But then again, I would really caution Darvin Ham to be playing him 30-plus minutes a night, especially when you know you're trying to make a stretch run, a deep run. So, boy, it just, their chances really don't look good. You drop a game to Dallas, one that you really had, really had. And, man, it it just kind of hurts. Like, now he's forced to be the center, especially with the injury to Mo Bamba. Like, all these moves, they large, so they, they, they loom so largely, excuse me, like you wish you had a Thomas Bryant to kind of fall back on right now. Like if AD doesn't want to play the five, why even trade him? Because Devon Reed is not getting any playing time. 
See, these are the things that I know some Laker fans really ain't happy about. Lonnie Walker, no playing time. Can we get Max Christie out there? Like, we're playing the Magic. Try to build some depth. Give some guys some rest. Like, we can't even do that. What are you out here doing? So, not to say that I'm all on AD and not to take away from what Austin Rivers did. Austin Rivers, he played he played a great game, man. I mean, he played a great game. 35 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds. Just doing whatever. And he looked so efficient doing it, man. He was just so smooth, didn't struggle, didn't really force nothing. It was just his night, and you knew it. And you knew it. And he carried that team, like, Happy for the Lakers, even if they don't make the play in the postseason, whatever. Happy for them. Like, they need some wins in the season that has been – it probably has felt like two seasons, right? It's going to be tough because they're going to have to win out going forward. And this whole LeBron James thing, like, mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. Talking that noise about he'll be back at some point. At some point in his career, he'll be back definitely. But it don't look like this year. But we'll see. And if he does come back this year, what does that really look like? What does that really look like, y'all? We had great NBA action this weekend, right? We saw Shy and Devin Booker just duel it out in the game. We didn't even really – like, we just really assumed that the Suns were going to win, right? We look at that and we're just like, oh. And Phoenix going to mop OKC. Not even. Shad gave you a 40-piece right on the chin. 124-120. OKC wins, keeping their playoff hopes alive. This is why it hurts when you Laker fans, y'all already know, you lose that game to Dallas. It's like the next day, come out. You got that going on. So it's tough. You need all these wins, right? You need every win you can get. Um, the Clippers staying active. They beat they beat the Trailblazers, who the Trailblazers might be in postseason mode right now. Uh, Thirty one and forty on the season. They might be ready to call pack it in, and call it quits. Clippers really finding them winning ways, y'all. Um, talked about John Morant. Possibly he can re- he can return at some point this season. I just want to dedicate some more time, as if I didn't do enough in one of my previous podcasts, on Dylan Brooks and his affinity that he has for the Golden State Warriors. Now, this is very funny and very interesting, as many people now are hoping for that matchup. And let, let, let's talk about matchups, right? We'll start in the wild, wild west, right? We'll start the Western Conference. If the playoffs started today, the play-in tournament would be Golden State versus OKC. (laughs) Talk about a game. Talk about a game. Golden State better hope OKC don't keep winning out. Because Golden State's been bad on the road. And you can say what you want about championship pedigree. This will be one of the most amazing 
one of the most amazing things we probably have seen since Chris Angel, right? If they're able to just flip that switch and all of a sudden just look like that juggernaut they did in the past. Then you got a 9-10 matchup of Milwaukee and the Lake Show. Both right now sitting at 35 and 37. In a game in which I would probably favor Minnesota. It's a lot of storylines there, right? Beasley now going against a Bees, D-Lo, they all going against their former team. I mean, A.D., how does Ant Edwards look? The health, how is he healing? What is Gobert able to do? But it's hard to trust L.A. So then when you look at the regular seating, four and a five matchup would be the Clippers at the five seed taking on Phoenix. Now, all these things, like I said, they're subject to change. We're just speaking on if. It actually started today. I actually like that first round matchup, right? Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook. You get the you get the hint, right? You get the hint. Like it's some good basketball. Definitely. Can't wait to see that. Would would Kawhi be the primary defender on Kevin Durant? What would that look like, right? I'm pretty sure they would swap it out, right? PG will take his turns. Can they dust off Covington? Has anybody seen Robert Covington? Still looking for him. What did he do to end up on Ty Lue's doghouse, right? Dang. 3-6 matchup. Memphis versus Dallas. That could be an interesting series. Very interesting series. For the simple fact that you get Kyrie and Luka taking on a backcourt of John Morant and Dylan Brooks. Boy, must-see TV because Dylan Brooks is really becoming everybody's not-so-favorite villain. If you like comics, you like Marvel, you know about the villains that they have that everybody loves. If you went to go see Ant-Man, you know about Kang and Jonathan Majors and everybody loves him. They love Loki. Not to nerd out. But nobody, Dylan Brooks is the villain that nobody likes to love. It's kind of like Lex Luthor. They just do not like you because you're just the natural villain. And I think this this whole moniker that, that he's taken on, I think this can hurt him or hurt his team, especially in like in the wake of dealing with everything John Morant like, right? He's really made people kind of almost forget that John's gone by just making these statements, becoming the bad guy embracing that but that would be an interesting matchup 3-6 matchup Sacramento will obviously play the winner of the 7-8 play the 7-8 play in game so we'll definitely love to see that go on um as the loser of the 7-8 will play the winner of the 9-10 to determine that 8 seed interesting times y'all as we transition to the Eastern Conference now remember if y'all are listeners to the pod, I say one of the ways Joel Embiid could cement his MVP is if they go out and they get that number one seed. Don't look now. They're about two and a half out of first place. They've passed Boston. Boston was streaking. Then, my, then Milwaukee went streaking. And now Philadelphia is doing the same thing. You got to love it, especially if you're a Philly fan and a Joel Embiid fan. 
I'm just going to caution this now. I hope Joel saves something for the playoffs and doesn't give everything just to win this regular season award. I know it means a lot to guys. Don't get me wrong. I know he wants it bad. But we've seen over time in the history of sports where teams will chase records. Teams will chase awards. And when it comes money time, the legs get short, get weary, right? It's one of the excuses we heard for the Golden State Warriors the year that Cleveland came back from 3-1 on them. One of the main points was that they were chasing the 70 the 70 win Bulls team. They wanted that record. They got that record. They struggled even against OKC, was able to come back due in large part to a collapse, yet taking advantage. Jumped out on Cleveland, packed it in. Clay said what he said. The rest was history, right? But as as he reminded us and Dylan Brooks, he's got four of them things, okay? So a lot has changed since then. But nevertheless, you want to be able to go out there and be dominant, but yet also to still consider everything that's still at stake for you in the Eastern Conference as you are right now entrenched into the two seed. It can change with a win streak or a losing streak, right? So as we look in our playing teams, right, playing tournament, we'll start 9 and 10. Chicago sitting at the 10 seed, Toronto at the 9. Yo, Pat Bell going to find a way to make the playoffs, right? Pat Bell said, if you join your team, you're making the playoffs. It's funny how the Lakers are on the fringe and he was with them. He's not now, but look at where Chicago is. They might make the playoffs, y'all. I'm just saying it's a lot that kind of goes into it. But then you got Toronto. You got OG. You got Pasca. You got Van Fleet. Can Nick Nurse work some magic? And we talk about the hypothetics, right? If everything plays out the way it is right now, can Nick Nurse really work the magic? to keep this team afloat for a couple games to make it to the playoffs. And then after that, if they do, they'll probably get murdered because <laughs> the one seed is Milwaukee. And we know what they've been playing like. Straight monsters, straight goons. Ugh. Can we get Drew Holiday for an award, please? Like, can we get Drew Holiday for a award, please? Like, why is he not in contention for the MVP, right? Dude, okay, so we know that Gian- Giannis is well-deserved, but why is Drew not talked about enough, right? It was times and stretches when Giannis was out and Middleton was out, and who was carrying the load? Like, y'all get that out there. We need more respect for Drew Holiday. Man's a straight baller. 7-8 seed, y'all. Milwaukee, I mean, excuse me, Miami. And Atlanta, y'all. Miami and Atlanta. I have a rematch of last year's playoffs. In which Miami spanked Atlanta. Would they be able to do that again? With the addition of DeJounte Murray in the playoff setting, right? 
Atlanta's just been a fringe up and down, mediocre, halfway team all year long. Miami has been a shell of itself, struggling, dealing with some injuries. It's a lot going on in their end as well. They would go on to face the 76ers, which is probably not a good matchup for either team, especially with how dominant Joel Embiid has been playing and how much he really wants to take home this MVP. 360, 360, Boston taking on Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn, y'all. Y'all, look, 39 and 32. In any other year, what do we say? Ah, it's the Eastern Conference. They better be glad that they wasn't in the West. I'm sorry. Um, 39 and 32 is good enough to get you the fourth seed in the West. So, <laughs> Think about that one. So, as we look at that, Missoula handling it between him and Mike Brown, coach of the year, honestly. I would lean more toward Mike Brown, but I can see why you would go Joe Missoula. Um, I was not a believer at the beginning of the season. I'll go ahead and say that. I'll own that. Due in large part to what they had as a team already, but just – really wasn't sure how much he really could get this team. Like with new coaches, you worry about that, right? The, the meshing of the coach with the team. We knew where they went last year. We chalked it up to Ime and everything he did, but we see that Ime had a very strong supporting staff helping him. You got Damon Sodemeyer who got a job with the jacket to Georgia Tech, so congratulations to him. But not just that, you got Joe Missoula. A lot of people probably, if you're not in the know, didn't know who he was to start the season. And now he's got this team. They were number one seed, but they're number three seed. He's got this team still in the same in the same spot in the same place. Managed injuries too. He's de- he dealt he dealt with. Um, Majority of the season or a good portion of the series season without Marcus Smart. So you got that going on. But then also just the dynamic of Tatum and Brown is it's a lot for people to deal with. So I don't expect Brooklyn to really do anything major in that series. It was fun. They can probably steal one game. Um, but my folding money will probably go on Brooklyn in that one. And then we get the 4-5 or five seed. The 4-5 or five seed possibly could be the most entertaining matchup outside of the other 4-5 or five seed. We will possibly see if things stay intact the way they are because you would get Donovan Mitchell, the man who they said wanted to go to New York, take on New York. And normally in the past we would talk about Julius Randle, but it's Jalen Brunson. Garland. Quickly, Mobley, Randall. Yo, we got some good Harden stock. We got Jared Allen. I really would love this matchup. It would give us a real 90s throwback feel. If you, even the late 80s, I would say. If you're talking about the Craig Elo, Mark Price, Daughtery days, 80s maybe taking on the Knicks of the past. So this gives you a real nostalgic vibe right here, man. Real nostalgic. But 
Nevertheless, I think that'll be a decent series too. Don't want to really do a full breakdown, but just really getting y'all hyped because the playoffs are about to be here real soon. We're probably about 10 games left in the season. Um, and these are the current, the current standings, as I stated. Lake Show's got to get it done. Uh, if you're a Lakers fan, you're looking at this and you're like, dang, you really need Utah to lose tonight. Obviously, you need to keep them down where they are as you have Utah and New Orleans clipping at your heels. And Minnesota right now, they're taking on New York. They're handling their end of the deal right now. Currently, still early, though, we got the Bulls and the uh, Sixers going at it right now. Uh, 69, 68, 76ers. So, yo, we got a lot of games going on tonight. We got a Grizzlies-Mavericks matchup going on right now. How about that? Trash-talking Dylan Brooks. Kyrie's playing tonight. He said he wanted to get him all by himself to see what he's about. How do y'all feel about Dylan Brooks playing the villain role, though? Is that something we're really into? Like, are we really on that? If you're a Memphis fan, right? How do you really feel about that? Are you really into that whole vibe? Like, what do y'all think it is? Grit and grind, grindhouse. Y'all remember them days? Zach Randolph, Zebo, Gasol, Conley. Love that team, man. Love that team. But that's our little weekend recap slash playoff predictor slash playoff picture slash if it is, if it was. We thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in to the In and Out Hoops podcast, part of the Average Fan Podcast Network. Keep a lookout. New episodes dropping weekly, weekly here. Catch us on Spotify, iHeart, Apple, and Amazon Music. It's been real. Your host, L. Jones. We're out.